Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. G'day, thanks again for getting our preview podcast of Ascot Northerly Stakes Day. It is 9.40 Australian Eastern Standard Time as we have a good look at this Ascot meeting from a pure Sunday morning business perspective. Good morning, Vitz Cardi. Top of the morning to you, Ralphie. Here we are. Yep, shoulders back. Uh, first race, the two-year-old race. Low confidence, uh, obviously the, uh, the the two that uh, have taken on each other, soaring, soaring solo and home, James, didn't do enough to make it uh, of interest to you from a betting perspective. No, no, just... I'm hoping they might be something for the future. Yep, fair enough. Um, as Tech Ruler, it showed some serious closing speed when it won. Uh, you've got it on top from Street Parade, who's obviously fit and racing well. Well, this is a. I feel this is a reasonable race, even though I've sort of marked it low to moderate. And that's just purely because none of those horses are yet to break benchmarks. So that's the, the little caveat around it. As Tech Ruler got a good profile from a thousand meter perspective. Street Parade probably have a slight preference. For the 1,100 metres, but the reality is it's a small field, not a lot of pace, and be no surprise if one of those two win. So it can get a bit messy in in that situation, I guess. Well, what happens is if they go a lot lot slower than even what I'm forecasting, even speed, what happens is it does open up for the majority of the field because other than the three, the great Hoya, that's really... All the other runners are capable of winning. Yeah. All right. Race three. Now, Trillian Spide's been dominant in its last two starts. Excellent mm. performances. The clock's been sound. But, you know, it's pretty much flip of the coin odds. Is that sort of why you're a bit on, on the moderate side? It, it's tough price. I feel that there is this possibility the horse has sort of peaked on the profile as well. And I'm not sure where the improvement may come. Is it possible with a fast run race Maybe we'll see a bigger improvement, but the the bottom line is at this stage it's pretty much a benchmark type runner. That's all you need to win, by the way. Yeah. And yes, it is a tight price. I mean, I would have liked to see this horse for that price, probably around the plus one, plus two range. Still, that's the competition. Yeah. So in other words, no surprise for wins, but it's just not personally of interest to you at that price. I, I wouldn't be able to get set. Highly, highly likely, wouldn't be able to get set. Right, uh, just worth mentioning. Rock Legacy, given it, you've got it second most advantage, and it's eighteen dollars. Well, it's a big price, isn't it, Ralphie? Yeah, for a horse that's pretty much got a very similar profile in terms of overall, in terms of the way I look at the class structure. There's nothing between a two dollar chance and a sixteen twenty dollar chance in terms of where they sit IVR figures wise, and they're both reasonable rises. Chris Parnham versus Pike. I mean, you're not going to sit there and say Pike's ten lengths better rider. It's definitely yep. not the case. So that is one at odds that could um, have some sort of potential, and it does get the right race shape. All right, and I should underline that please listen to this with your race speed profiles final edition in front of you. The other two mentioned were Mystery Island and Acting God. Race four on the program here. Well, Trade Wars, a horse you've uh, you've put a bit of a stamp on. You expect him to run very well again. Yeah, he's got a really good profile, Ralphie. When you look at the setup, staying at the 1,400 is excellent. 
only has to repeat what it did two starts ago to be the one to beat. I like that type of setup. In terms of where it is in its campaign, there's no indicators at all suggesting that you... Uh, I feel you might actually be able to move ahead, progress further from the plus one, gets the right race shape. <sighs> Hard horse default, reasonably good price too. Well, it's a good price because Category 3 is very short in the market here and uh, and at, at mid-2s compared to mid-5s, you're saying that you definitely prefer to be on trade war. What's the, what's the situation with Category 3? Well, this is the other runner that you've got to give some respect to and the reason mainly the why, why you've got to give it some respect is... The step up to the 1,400 big plus. Love the way the horse closed last start. It was a very strong plus six overall last 400. And if you have a look at the campaign before, both those 1,400 metre runs, they were terrible race shapes, Ralphie, and massive negative. So, no, I would say this is the other horse that's the real threat. Uh, not secret, the other one you've mentioned is along with Castello Del Lago. Just, just make, give us a couple of words about Castello Del Lago, given it's $11. Well, small field on pace, guaranteed to most likely be first use of the lanes. Brad's not too bad on 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 sort of on pace runners. I feel that he's going to be able to handle himself reasonably well. Uh, sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about uh, Chris Parnham. He's, he's very good in terms of handling himself up front. So he has to be there some, as some sort of a chance because, again, if you sort of move away from trade war, the others have to take that next step. All right, race five in the program. This is a really interesting runner here with uh, with Carolee Rocks. Monster closer. It's looked uh, good visually. And then uh, you look at the data there and the uh, at the Ascot meeting at the midweek, best last 400 and 200 of the day. At the Belmont meeting, again, best last 600, 400 and 200 of the day. Uh, how's it, how's it uh, compare overall here? Well, overall, this, the figures are pretty clear. It's around a benchmark sort of horse. The data is giving indication this horse is going to be better over more ground. So the setup of the race plays a big role here. From a class perspective, there's no way we've got a ceiling on the horse, even though it's only got a 0.1 at the moment. But I'm not sure if it's going to be able to improve that on that much more staying at the 1,200 metres. Because, I don't know, I've taken the view here this horse is looking for 14. So at, uh, at uh, what is it, uh, sort of mid to high two uh, price, you, you're saying that that's pretty tight under that circumstance? I'm just keeping in there and paying respect purely for the fact that there's probably only three chances. Yep. So it's hard for someone to probably make an error if they decide to go there. But if I, when I took it from a, look at it from a business perspective, that's a big indicator for me. Tight price and the fact that I feel you need more ground. Happy to sort of just watch that horse, but I wouldn't want to not, you know, deter anybody from it if they were keen on it. Well, I've got Penny on the green most advantage. As much as ten dollars being backed, uh, bet um, back from the uh, back from the mile last start. Yeah, I actually feel this is an advantage coming back to the to this distance range. I, I've, I'm a, of the belief this horse's best distance is the twelve hundred meters. I love the fact that it's had the twenty one days, and if it can repeat what it did second up then this is a horse of good value and there's no way this horse has ended its campaign. And even that run last start over a mile, that was that was pretty intense for this horse. All sections were above benchmark and never really gave up. And I, I like it. I like it coming back to this distance. So it's $10 there and the race you're referring to is beaten 0.9, 0 0.8 of a length through Amelia's, Amelia's Jewel, which is a pretty handy form <laughs> under that circumstance. Exactly. Real dangers mid fours. Uh, how do you assess it? 
on pace runner, Ralphie, profiles well. Could be a slight overreaching because Pikey's not the best man when it comes to the front. And if he chooses to do what I expect he typically does when he goes on go forward horses is he looks for the tactic to try and sit up on him. I see that as being a big negative if he does that. And is he going to allow the horse just to flow? Well, he's rock hard fit. If he does that, he's going to be the sitting duck. So my view is doesn't matter how he rides it, it's all negative. Big query there at the price. Race uh, six on the program, first leg of the uh, Ascot Quaddy. Um, yes, so we've done, a, we've done a deep dive into these four races, so it's more a case of uh, your business uh, brain here as far as uh, what you'll be doing investing-wise. Try for us. You, you said you were very confident about its chances, uh, but you just had to be a bit more moderate with the apprentice rider on Nothing changes from yeah. that perspective. The price is reasonably good, Ralphie. It's near $2 a place. If you can hang around that sort of range, it's all it's all good, Ralphie. I mean, I can't, I cannot fault this horse other than Ryan. It just means that you can't be as aggressive as what I would have liked to because this has all the hallmarks as an A-grade bet other than the rider, and that, you know, goes from, you go from A to C. That's all. <laughs> But the other horse you've written up is Megazone that we spoke about yesterday in a double figure odds that, uh, that, that that's of interest to you. Well, this this particular runner, trending in one direction upwards, loved the performance last start, plus 1.3. That's three quarters of a length better than it's run three starts back at Kalgoorlie. The, the distances are positive. The rider's definitely not a negative. Race shape-wise, I also feel this is very good for this horse and might actually find itself with plenty of energy, particularly if they just run even speed. I feel this horse is going to have a big finish, and if it does anything like what it did three starts back in terms of the closing one, this is the one that could just jump out and beat everybody at a reasonably solid price. I mean, is it still double digits? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that's well overs. All right, in your race speed profile, Sentimental Queen is on top. It's now been scratched. So, Vince, you've got Buzz Zoom left on top. That's a bit of a pity that this runner is out. Of, I don't know. Was there anything in the report saying something's gone amiss? Or well, not, not a late scratching, so no, no nothing no. given out. Okay, maybe another day. All right, well, that sort of now does sort of put us to Buzz Zoom. And from my perspective, I sort of would uh, downgrade this race to a moderate as far as I'm concerned now. Not that I'm saying the Buzzoom can't win. It's had two runs. The indicators are there that there's a good possibility this horse should improve. It is good at 1,400 metres. So it is most likely worthy of now taking the number one mantelpiece. Just my only reservation is this, Ralphie. If it's another slowly run race, is that going to help the horse? That's all. So it's booming uh, 2.3 lengths above benchmark win Melbourne Cup Day last year. That was a high-pressure race. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's the query there. Gingerfly is the favourite. Uh, just give us a couple of words about Gingerfly. Yeah, I went and had another good look at this horse, right, because I was just wanting to see you know, how dangerous could it have been. Here it is. The two trials, they're no real guide. So the only guide's the stable. They, they, are, they are a betting stable. Yeah. So if the money comes for it, you're going to have to respect it. And if you get the tick from the yard that it parades well, then you really need to respect it. But from my perspective, I just feel this is the sort of horse that needs a run. And I 
if I'd have seen more in the trial, I've seen past trials of this. Let's say like the previous campaign. If the trial like the previous campaign, I'd want to back it first up. Yep. But because it hasn't done that, I'm I'm not connected to the stable. I don't operate that way, so I have to pass myself. Fair enough. In the uh, in the big race there, well, there was there was zero knock about Cascadian. Uh, the you, your query yesterday was, you know, just was there a chance at that, that trial that he le- left it out there? Well, since we've spoken, the market's really gravitated to it. It's virtually mid twos. Uh, Amelia's Jewel mid threes, and uh, and really the only other horse were you out to Bustler, Treasured Star tricks of the trade around about double figures and you did say that at the price tricks of the trade is is a uh, is a very interesting runner yeah so my myself i'm sort of got a slight leaning towards tricks of the trades amelia's jewel yep from my perspective cascadian obviously no matter how you look at it is a live threat <laughs> i'm not going to ignore like that barrier trial and what those things can do and i and when I see that sort of setup, even if I was to support this horse from a betting perspective, unfortunately, see, so when I look at the three runners and say, okay, Cascadian should be an A-grade bet, and if I didn't see the trial, then the reality would just get back down to how well it parades, and it would be an A or a B-grade bet. Given that I've seen the trial, and knowing that this stable has done this once before and it worked out negatively. This is trekking. Yep. Yep. I just sit here and say, is this going to happen again? So it's all back to McDonald, right? Yep. So I'm sort of leaning more towards Tricks of the Trades and Amelia's Jewel. Now, Amelia's Jewel is well-founded in the, you know, it's like it's, it's 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 a tight price, Ralphie. Yep. And you're left with Tricks of the Trade, and Tricks of the Trade sort of sets up, if it can repeat, it's a very good price. So it's a matter of either you're going to go one by four Tricks of the Trade or you're going to go one by four Amelia's Jewel. Or... Stick with Cascadian, but high level of confidence that one of those three horses are going to win. But from a betting point of view, all the business pointers are indicating that it's probably a B or C grade bet. And even though it's not in your multis, but because uh, you've only got four slots there, but um, we mentioned Steinem yesterday, and the other one was Star Trade. For those taking multis, are big odds. If you're taking multis, definitely Star Trade, yep. Steinem. I would put in Dom to shoot. Yep, and for you know, if you're doing like a, a four, you know, like trying to get the first four, I would have ironclad third or fourth. Okay, and the last race there seems like you've just gravitated the clock. Can't be done. Was good last week. You expected to be good again today. Well, this you know is shaping up as a really good betting opportunity. I mean, I've marked the race moderate, Ralphie, but the reality is, it's just really a matter of if this horse repeats. If it can do the one point seven, then you know I'm I'm probably wasting a bit of talking power right because <laughs> it did it last start Ralphie and I look at all the figures I, I honestly I can't see how, why couldn't this horse just repeat it and okay and if, and if I'm wrong and the horse only runs bench, benchmark right yep. benchmark will still get you in the top three so I love those sort of setups so now the question is alright you look at the rider rider's in really reasonably good form particularly when it's on uh, horses that are in the market. So I like that as well. And it gets the golden run in transit. So unless he falls asleep and does something terribly wrong or the horse doesn't turn up, I can't see why this horse won't run first three. Good stuff. All right. Once again, we appreciate your support as a customer of Year Round Carnival Preview Podcast. Best of luck today with your plays.
Marcellus.